0: Then we'll get on to uh, jumping, diving right into the adventure, let's say. So, first session Granville Dajon, a forest gnome whizlock, has been fighting in the border wars. He comes back home to his Dajon residence, and as he arrives, he finds six mysterious figures riding off into the distance. When he makes his way towards the house, he finds his um, goblinoid man-servant Bulbo faced down in the shallow grave and running into the house he manages to find we'll just have a check here on the chat somebody's just put something in there he manages to find that his poor dear departed grandma's body has been desecrated as far as he's concerned and tied to the chair He finds that the house, the contents have been uh, scattered and everything that was of value has left the property. So he decides to take his gubanoid companion and set off in the direction of Hexford, the town that he had previously visited. Yeah, so he sets off in the direction of Hexford to see a known contact called Captain Jack this contact is who he believes will help him to try and find these bandits or these terrible people that have um, broken in to his residence. So he heads off in that way, and as he does, he has a few encounters in the woods. Uh, he goes through the forests, over the hills, and into the village, well, the town of Hexford. And along the way, he gets assaulted by some bandits. But him and the um, He's got them, my companion, Bobo, managed to overpower them, and it all turns out all right in the end. And they managed to get to Hexford, mostly unmolested. So I did promise you some fan art last time. Well, not fan art, because I've drawn it, so it can't be fan art, unless I'm saying that I'm actually a fan of myself. I don't think I even I'm that vain. So let's have a go here. Let's see if we can. Yep, first character up oh, there we go. So that is our Norm Wislock Granville. There he is. Don't expect anything too amazing. As I said, I've drawn him myself. Hopefully, it's not too horrendous to the eyes. Right. So that is Fingy there. And We have his companion now. I'll put his companion up here. Bobo. Now, the perceptive amongst you may realise that Bobo looks suspiciously like... Granville. All I'm saying is that maybe Papa Dajon had a thing for the Goblinoid help. As it is, Granville is not for acknowledging this. And also... When we get to Hexford, we said that they were going to, they'd move the, into the uh, Black Cow, and at the Black Cow, they were meeting their contact, Captain Jack. And I've gone ahead and drawn a picture of Captain Jack here for you. So there's Captain Jack with his eye patch, looking somber, none too pleased that Granville has walked him through the door. And I'll just put the map up if I can here. drop that Over there. yeah so that should give you some idea now wrong version of the map but never mind I'll point some things out for you with the cursor then so this here is a Dajon residence and this here at the top is where hexford is just there where i'm putting the mouse so that's hexford at the moment we're in the black cow there with our three characters (laughs) somebody's put jack pigeon in the um comments here yeah a poor man's jack sparrow basically We'll minimise that now. We'll minimise out of these guys now that you've seen the art. Just go back to the stat sheet. So, walking in Bramble surveys the area. It's quite difficult for a you know a norm to do, being so small and quite a busy bar. So he climbs up the top, bringing Bobo's shoulders, scans the room. I managed to see the dour-looking face of Captain Jack there in the background. It's been suggested that it's Captain Jack Doe Very good play on words there, thank you. So, yeah, he sees him scouring in the background and then he decides to make his way over. So he makes his way over towards the da- dour-looking gentleman in the corner, the one with the eye patch, not looking too pleased about anything. And as he walks over... The one good eye watches him coming towards him. So he makes his way, Granville makes his way over to the table, pulls up a chair, and at a second after that, you see that Bobo pulls up a chair. Captain Jack looks at Granville, eyes him over with his solitary eye, just looks him up and down. Well, look who it ain't. Looking at Granville, and Granville just well. Was- replies, um, yes, well, you know, have proverbial bad penny shows back up again as it is, and I'm wondering whether you could help us at all. I have a little issue. He looks at him, catching Jack, he's like, well, the last time I helped you didn't do me much good, did it? And he just taps his eye, the bad eye, obviously. Graham so well, well, um, I never intended for things to come down that way. These things just happen in the midst of war. And anyway, at this moment, Captain Jack just mm, lets out a low growl, but he looks at this goblin figure next to him and goes, "Why, Pitch Squeak? You never told me you had a brother." This is when Granville looks at Bobo and goes, "What do you mean?" What talk of brother? This is my goblinoid manservant, brother. Whatever do you mean? Captain Jack looks at uh, Bobo. Gives him a really good look. And then double checks, has another look at Granville like, is this guy for real? And Bobo just sort of shrugs his shoulders. Captain Jack's for Leaves it there because he isn't really getting any further in the conversation. But then, so what do you want anyway? What are you here for? Well, there were bandits. Some sort of bad people that broke into our ha- well, my Well, my house, perhaps. He's the help. But my house, they broke into it. And they uh, desecrated poor Granny's body before we could bury her. Most sickening. Now I seek vengeance and justice upon these bad souls, and I know that you're in the uh, business of bounty hunting and bad deeds. anybody that I could think of who would help me on the way to find these uh, bad fellows? I thought but you came straight to my mind. And catching Jack just listened as well. Lucky me, eh? You back here after all this time. I dare say there's a good chance that I could help you with that what's in it for me. Well, uh, but I'm really sorry, but as I say, they cleared me out. I can't help you with anything financial. Surely you could find it in the kindness of your heart to help a, a fellow but comrade in arms, as it was. Once upon a time we fought together on the front. Surely that bond camps for something. Captain Jack just gives him a withering look and well, I suppose. What do you want me to do about it right now? Well, um, you couldn't give me any information about them how, right now, could you? Don't suppose I can. I'll have to uh, ask around around all this type of stuff. But I do have some things you can help me with. Some little jobs that need tidying up. Uh, looks. Oh, I'd be more than happy to help but you know that i always an amiable fellow myself history says so you remember uh, um, but there is a problem uh, well a rich well, Bobo and I are a bit short on supplies uh, No, very little money and not really any health potions or powders or anything to keep us in the fight as they say you couldn't uh, advance a fellow a few readies could you Captain Jack just looks at him with the most withering look, and it's obvious there is going to be no money forthcoming at this point. He's like, well, well, it doesn't hurt to ask. If you don't ask, you well, if you don't try, you'll never know. I do have a job that you could help me with, though. A little job, which would pay out a little bit of money, and then once you've got that money, you could uh, get yourself some health potions, etc., all the stuff that you'd like to have in your backpack when you're chasing down these bad folks, as you say. Nothing too big. My cousin, Dupree, cousin Dupree, has got a problem with his cat. And that problem is somebody's stolen it. Now, it's not a big enough job to send out some of me normal boys, but the fact that you've turned up in town, well, that's Fortuitous, let's say. A bit of serendipity. I can uh, throw that job yours and Bobo's way. You could uh, help me out and then uh, get yourself back on more of an even footing with myself. What do you say? Well, what exactly do you require of us, anyway? You said something about a cat. uh, Sure, you don't have um, any... Lily henchman's more lily than are that could do it. Well, it's a, it's a retrieval job. That cat's been stolen, and it doesn't sit well with my cousin Dupree's pride to have his property taken. You should know yourself talking about your ransacked house. So, anyway, you go down, you bring cat back. Dupree's grateful, I'm grateful. It's all a good job. Well, yeah, well, we haven't got anything else going at the moment, and I suppose, um, well, we do need the money, don't we, Bobo? Bobo just shrugged his shoulders. Eh. He doesn't look awfully bothered, Bobo, but it, he's not doing anything else himself, so if it's agreed, he's going to do it. Oh, they're just trying to make me laugh here on the chat, ha-ha. <laughs> Yes, so he sort of spits, offers out his hand to Captain Jack. Captain Jack fortunately looks down at his hand and he's wearing leather gloves, so he's like, oh, well, fair enough. Shakes his hand. And that's it. So out of the black cow, a bull, bull and Gramble set off, not without asking where exactly they think this cat is being held. Granville tells them that he's being held back in the woods a couple of days away in the direction that he has just come from. Well, Granville's a bit disappointed about this. It feels a bit like going two steps forward and one step back, but he decides he's going to go and do it anyway because he's short of options. So he's heading off back into the woods whence he came. Now, it would take him a day to cross the plain, well, two days to cross the plains back into the woods, a day into the woods, We don't know the cat's name at the moment. We're going to find out in a bit. So it's two days back into the woods. A day in the woods. So a day in the woods would be one and a half days on the hex. So let's we'll call it two days. Two days in the plains would be fine. That's two days. He's got two days worth of journeying to do. Which means I'm going to roll on the encounter table twice to see if anything happens before he manages to get to this cave-like dungeon place that he's been told that this cat is being held at. So I will just go ahead and roll from here. Now last time I showed you some of the tables on the stream and a lot of people said that that seemed a bit too crunchy and the problem was it slowed down the narrative a bit. So I will just go ahead and roll and see how we go. Oh, that's nice and low. It's a 14, which means there is no encounter on the planes. Let's see if we have another encounter. In the forest. Oh, we've got a 53 in the forest. So that is encounter number seven. Let's scroll through and have a check how bad things are going to get. Lovely, we seem to have um, entered a terrible scene unfolding in front of you. A dozen humans are crawling around with their innards spilled out and some still alive, soaked in blood. A cart with merchandise is overturned, and a few people are moaning and others screaming. A woman in chainmail is trying to lift a sword. When a comparatively healthy young man sees you, he screams hysterically Robbers! They took our horses! Do you have water? Is anyone a healer? No, brother, don't fall asleep. Velociraptor swarm. Somebody's been watching Jurassic Park on the TV downstairs. It's not a Velociraptor swarm that's attacked him, I don't think. So what I'll do is I'll build this into the encounter. Just looking at the encounter, it appears that this is a sadistic trick by some slavers that have used animal intestines and buckets of blood to stage an ambush to try and lure the unwary traveller. Now, obviously, Granville and Bobo don't know this. They are going to walk into this trap on a words. We're going to have to see what goes down. So what I'll do is I'll roll a d6 to see how many bandits there are that are going to leap up and try and attack Bobo and Granville. So it says four. So we'll count one of them as a woman, one of them as the guy... That is roaming around, and then two more burst out of the woods and will attempt to hack and slash at poor Granville and Bobo. The dangerous time to go travelling through these woods. Last time Granville and Bobo were around about, they got attacked by bandits. Or maybe they're just bandit magnets. <laughs> when they go, bandits just leap out of the woodworks at them. To be fair, though, if you saw a forest gnome, and what appears to be a goblinoid, but we know is probably half gnome, half goblin, and noblin, which makes me laugh far too much, but if you saw two of these little guys wandering around by themselves... You would think they were easy pickings as well. Two little tiddly fellas, all of under three foot between them, you know. Wouldn't even scrape a full size human together. As a bandit, I'd try and take my look there. I think that would work out quite well. Right, let's roll the initiative for them. Let's roll Granville's initiative. It's been suggested that the woman is a level 12 cleric. No, she's not. Thank you. Not ready for that. <laughs> it says here that there may just be some concerned hunters trying to keep the road clear of goblins. I'll have you know th- <laughs> that Granville is not a goblin, you'd be very offended if you called him a goblin. Let's roll Gramble's initiative. See what he gets. Is he gonna roll that dice for me? Come on. Taking a second or two to make its mind up. So he gets a 15 initiative. Oh, he's been beaten to the drop by the bandits. Wonderful. Let's start here, then. Four bandits. Come on, any time you want to open the short summary for me, that'd be nice. There we go. Right, hammer cast 12. Hit point's 11 and an attack, right let's have a look here, this is a bit where I'm going to make sure that uh, my side kick kicks in, <laughs> gnomes are a problem in the woods, they disrupt the traffic by getting caught under the wheels and flung into the axles, oh delightful, I can just imagine that scene, the mental image of this, just like a lemming type thing, flying through the air. Right, so he uh, has defender, Granville, so disadvantage on attack roll a creature within five feet of whose target isn't the warrior. <coughs> right, so they're going to have disadvantage when they try and shoot me. Uh, yeah, so they'll all use the light crossbows to begin with. No RD20s, we'll see. Right, let's see how they go. So I'll say that two of them are going to try and shoot at me. Now, unfortunately, these will be with disadvantage because Grand Bull is, well, Bobo is my defender. I'm basically using him as a meat shield. So 11 and 4, those aren't going to pass my armor. Well, 4 it actually was. So next one will fire up and see how that one does. And that gets a free, so that is no good. And then two of them will attempt to try and shoot at Bobo. One of them manages to hit him, I think. Let me just have a check at his armour. Right, yep, so... See how we go here. So one of them gets through his armour, yes, and this bandit, when they do damage, they do five points of damage. So we'll take five damage there. Right, so it's my turn to get back at some of these bandits here. Fantastic. Smash a bandit or two now. Right. So we have an armor class of 12. What am I going to do with them? Yes. Yeah. See here, I think that action is a bonus action to put a hex on somebody, but I'll have a look. Yeah, so bonus act that is a hex, so yeah, I'm gonna hex one of them. So we'll whack that hex on one of them, that's great. So bandit one, we'll say has a hex on it now. wonderful. The hex, that's my bonus action. I'm going to close the distance between us now and then attack them. So what did the bonus action do then? Plus to two damage rolls and a cool we'll hit them at 19 or 20, okay. So I'm going to use my hex weapon now just to try and smash bandit one in the face. Okay, got an 18 plus 4. Was it plus 2 to hit? Was it plus 2 to wound? Damage rolls. Ah, damage rolls. Excellent. Okay, so let's do the damage now. Six plus another two. 8 plus 2 for the hex, 10, 10 damage to bandit number 1. So they are barely still on their feet. They're reduced to 1 health point. Have that, you brute! Now Bobo is going to fire at bandit number 2. Bobo, do thy worst. don't know whether he's going to fire, actually, or whether he's going to just move in. He'll probably just move in like I have done. Yes. He's going to swing his long sword at them, so we'll get a plus four. Come on, Bobo, make this one stick. We've got a 16 plus four, so we've got a 20 damage that he would do on that. So he did two-handed slashing, so that's seven damage on Bandit B. In your face. Well, in your face, down through the nave and right across the chops. So right, so that is my goal now, so right, bandit one is I think they're just going with their last dying action. Gonna try and attack me. Unfortunately they're gonna have to do that at disadvantage again because Bobo is by my side, patiently defending me. When I say patiently defending me, I literally mean that Granville is like dodging and weaving behind Bobo every time, every second or any time anybody comes close to him. Right. So even at disadvantage, they got 13. So what I will do is I am going to use one of the features here, which I believe is... Arcane Deflection, so I'm going to add plus two to my AC, which would take that to 14, which would take it above that strike, so he cannot hit me. It does just mean that next time if I attack, I can only use a cantrip. But last time I didn't do that anyway. I smacked him over the head with a quarterstaff as my hex weapon. I've been told that Hex Blade's curse is what I used, and that Hex is different. Fair enough, I knew I'd make a mistake here at some point. Right, and the next bandit is just going to try and attack me again, Bandit B. And they get a 10, so no luck. The next two will try and attack Bobo. Oh, both of them managed to strike Bobo. Poor Bobo, he's been hewn by these terrible bandits. All right, so four for the slashing damage. So he's taking eight points of damage. He's definitely proven his worth as a meat shield here, isn't he? Right. Not his pretty face, it's just said here. Not his pretty, knobbling face. Exactly. <sighs> right. What am I going to do? Hmm. I'm probably going to use one of my spells here. Just... Actually, no, no, because what we'll do is here we will use his second wind. So that's fine, so what I'll do is I will smash, yeah, I'll smash Bandit, I'll smash Bandit three, I'll smash the third Bandit, see how we go. Well, I will hope I'll smash them, let's have a see here, we'll roll dice, oh, 17, that's nice, yes, that's enough to hit them. Right, and let's give them another whack so five plus two is seven plus another two that is nine to that one there nine damage on you sir it's another spluttering muttering one there right bobo let's get you back in the fight here i believe with him being a fighter he's got second wind so let's uh, drop some second wind on him he has, so he has a level two, so it's 1d10 plus his level. Let's hope we roll high for you, little dude. A nine, excellent, so he takes 10 health points back. He has used his second win though. Right, now this is a bit right to find out, is second wind a bonus action or not? Yes, it's a bonus action, so great. So he's going to swing his longsword again at the last bandit. 16, nice. So that other bandit is going to take 5 damage. No, 7 damage, because he used it double-handed, didn't he? He's going to hew through them again. Hey, what say you, Bobo? Not too bad, eh? These guys are looking a bit roughed up. Not a scratch yet. How about you? Bobo's just like, all right Right, so we'll fight through the rounds here on round three. So the two of them will have to do the same thing again. Two of them are going to try and slash at me. That was a two at disadvantage well, a two with the disadvantage. And uh, the next one was a nine, so they both missed me. Now the other two are gonna try and tech bobo like they have been doing. Um You've been asked in the chat if Bobo should have got 13 back because I'm level 4 but actually Bobo is just a level 2 fighter so he should have got 11 back so in a second I'll give him an extra health point back for his second wind Right, so one of them manages to hit him that will do 4 slashing damage so if we just take three damage off him, that'll work out. soon. right now back to my turn. Yeah, I'm gonna whack the first one that I uh, put the hex on of the head with the quarter staff again. Oh, 19, so that is a critical. Okay, so 1d6, maximum damage for that would be 6. Doesn't matter anyway, I think they've only got one health point left, so whatever I do, it's just going to smash them into the ground. So they're dead, so now that they are dead, I get plus 2 health points, well, temporary health points. And I think I can swap that Hex over now as well, can't I? Hexblade's curse, sorry. You regain four health points if it dies. Ah, that's different. It says you regain. So I'd have to have lost them in the first place. So I didn't lose any, so that's fine. Right, yeah, and that's... Hexblade's curse, so it's not actually Hex, so you can't transfer it across like you can with Hex. So that dies with them. That is it, and the end of Granville's turn, so now it is Bobo's turn. And he's going to smash one of the Evil Bandits now. Well, hopefully, he is if he hits them. Oh, nice, a 16. Yep, so that is one more bandit that has been slashed. Never to bother people on the roadside again. That's it, exactly. Gravel and Bobo, making the world a safer place. So back up to the turn. Two of them are dead. That leaves two of them. One is going to fire at me, and one of them is going to fire at Bobo. Right, the one that fires at me gets an 11, so it misses... And the one that fires at Bobo gets a three, so it misses. I think we're going to make mincemeat of these, hopefully, now. So it's another whack with a staff. Nice. 11 plus four, that's 15. Let's roll some damage. Oh, yes. Seven points of damage. Gone. Done, dude. I've just been alerted on the chat that says that this is when one of them pulls out a whistle. <laughs> yeah, this is just the entree, as it? We're waiting for dessert to come flying through the forest. Right, Grandpa is going to try and attack the last one now. Oh, poor Granville. He's been overexcited. It doesn't work. He misses them. Right, the last bandit is going to try and step forward and attack Granville for that. Cocked. Let's try again. Oh, no, he misses. Right, so... I am going to try and glory hog and kill this last thing that... Granville has been fighting, well, Bobo's been fighting. That'll do it, that's a 12, so yes, that's fine, so let's roll some damage, let's put some hurt on this thing. 2 plus 2 is 4. Haha! Oh, just enough to see them shuffle off this mortal coil, crack their head open like a watermelon. Whoa! No more. (laughs) Just before their head bursts open, you can see this brass whistle being slowly raised up to their bullet time being raised up to the lips. Just before they can get it inside. (laughs) Gone. (laughs) Hello, Bobo. (laughs) I think we better leave. (laughs) We better go right now. I may head off. And they head off into the forest now to try and find this dungeon so let's find out I'm gonna roll a few rolls here and find out just exactly what this dungeon is like loot yes okay loot let's have a see. we think they've got anything worthwhile so I will roll odds and evens odds they've got jack crap on them and evens they have some loot possibly Oh, it's an evens, they do have loot. It was worth attacking them, oh good. Right, let's see what to get here then. Let's roll a d100. What is that on fire pit page four? Right, we find a pile of burned wood and ash that lies on the floor and smells of smoke that's lingering around. It would be the fire pit that these bandits have been warming their hands out. Let's have a find now, just exactly what we find in there. Roll a d4, it says. Pull out the caltrop, see what happens. Oh, we get a four. Some glowing embers easily seen in the dim light. The sound of laughter hangs in the stale air. Ooh, ominous. Let's hope it's not important for what's to come. We'll find out soon. Okay. Right. Let's find out what's going to happen now. What sort of dungeon defined area that we find these in? So it's a relatively new dungeon. Like like that matters. Oh look, this is look at these fine architectural features of this dungeon. Said no Dungeon Delver ever. Let's see. Apparently, it's only two years old. Now, something going off in my head at this point about a two-year-old dungeon, like, who's built this? Surely this is a trap. But then again, Gramble isn't the brightest of sparks. So, that doesn't seem to bother him that this place looks like it was virtually thrown up yesterday. Right, let's see how many rooms we're going to have in this dungeon. Five rooms, it says. (laughs) A pop-up dungeon. Right, five rooms in the dungeon. Let's find out what the original purpose of this dungeon was. Forty-five. It was originally a mine. God, they must have bought out this mine really quick if they've abandoned it within two years. or Maybe they dug too deep. Mind you, how can you dig too deep when it's only a small dungeon that's five rooms? Maybe the crust of the earth is very thin at this part. <laughs> they didn't have to dig very much before they managed to drop through the earth's mantle. Well, we can roll to see who built it as well. Let's find out. 43, it was originally built by a warrior as a monument. So a warrior builds a dungeon mine as a monument. That's pretty mind blowing. Why is it still not being used as a mine? Let's find out. The builders were wiped out by magical experiments, it just keeps getting better. (laughs) So, a mighty warrior builds a mine as a standing monument to himself. (laughs) But as it's being built, he uses magic to try and build it quicker. But unfortunately, it manages to kill everybody who's building it. You know, that almost seems too brilliant a backstory for something that is just an incidental adventure, but there you go. Oh, I'm being asked, has anybody seen The Descent? (laughs) Let's find out what the entrance looks like. 33. Well, the entrance is below water. Fantastic. We'll have to squelch through the water. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful before we can get in. that's going to be like, ugh, just complaining about dampness. right. Let's see what rooms we have. right. So the first room is a corridor. The second room. Is a corridor. It's just going to be one long corridor. Like they just gave up. They couldn't be bothered to think about anything else to build. Building corridors is easy, lads. Six. The next room is a stairway. Right. Room number four is a corridor. Corridor, corridor, stairway, corridor. Do we think there might be another pattern? It might be another corridor or another stairway? So what's room number five, the last room gonna be? Three, it's actually a room. That worked out quite well, didn't it? Right. So doors in this room. Let's find out if there's any doors in this room that's by itself. There is one door coming from the corridor. Now, is this door locked or not? Let's have a see. Five! Ah, the door's locked. Oh, great. Those hipsters selling those jeans as has been mentioned on the. Uh, chat here really are making people work hard to buy those jeans. Right, let's find out what's inside this room. Oh, there's a creature. Oh, no, it says none. Well, I'm going to put a creature in there anyway. What I'll do is I'll roll one for each of the corridors, perhaps, so there's none in the first corridor. Five creature in the second corridor. <laughs> a creature in jeans. Anything in the stairway? There's a creature in the stairway. Forget too many creatures, we might just bypass some of these. Trap. Trap in the corridor. And we've already put a creature in the room, so let's have a look. Traps, 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 traps. Let's roll to see what sort of trap this is. Spears. Spear trap. Right. Right. Right, well, I believe we have generated a dungeon there now, so we have corridor, corridor, stairway, corridor, room. Let's quickly draw that out now. Right. Okay, corridor starting here. I don't want to talk on. I want to field over there. Number one corridor. Slightly change the colour there. Number two corridor. Stairway now. There's the stairs. Another corridor coming off there. Right. And then a room. One door, which is there, so... Let's put a door there. There's a the door into the room, which is locked. Supposedly. Right, and I think we said there was supposed to be a creature... ...on the stairs. No, in the second corridor. And there's supposed to be a creature at the top of the stairs. There we go, and we'll also put a creature in the room there. There we go. Ah, apparently, my first card. Better. There we go. We'll just zoom in there a little bit, it says. Right, better put a character each for me in Bulbulb. <laughs> so that's, that's Bulbulb and Granville. Okay, now I just have to remember and see how far these can walk. I think Gramble can probably walk further than the Dwarf. The Dwarf, not Dwarf, there are no Dwarfs here. Gnomes have a walking speed of 25 feet, and Gramble has a walking speed of 30 feet. That well, works out well because Gramble will just continue to use him as a meat shield, a human shield, so that's okay though then. Right, so back to my encounters. Let's have a see here. Let's find out just exactly which monsters you will encounter inside the dungeon. There's two monsters. Bean asked, was there a rest? Yes, I'm going to say there was a rest before they got here. So I'm going to stick a long rest on them here. Take that long rest. Confirm. Somebody is hoping that we're going to find a beholder. I'm not. Okay. D100. Let's see. Seven, six. In dead. Hunger. How bad are these ghouls seen as it seems, just one of them will be a tough encounter for us. Yeah okay we'll leave it at one goal though. that's fine by me. What does it say that we get next? what mm-hmm. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of undead in this... uh... All right. All right, let's get into the map, though. a ghoul cool? and this is a zombie I can it had a friend as well Right. okay one wow. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet for me, 30 feet for Bobo, huh, right let's see who gets to drop on the initiative. initiative six. Hopefully we can do a little bit better than the six. Well, if we don't do better than the six, we're doing badly since I've got plus five. Only just squeaked it. they seven. I'll take it. Still one more in the initiative than it. Right, can't really do anything myself because I can't really see it. When you look on there because I'm not around the corridor, but Bobo is, so we'll allow him to use his crossbow. It's a longbow actually, sorry. So it's plus three to hit. Oh that's a six plus three, so that's nine. That isn't gonna do anything. Right, I think then ghoul. Cool. That can move 30 feet. Okay, it's gonna move up to us now, isn't it? It's gonna engage Bobo. Let's see what it gets. It has bite or claws. Well, it'll probably try and claw him. With a plus four on the... Oh, the twenty-one! Yeah, that'll hit. Right, so Bobo needs to make a DC-10 Constitution saving throw. I'll be paralysed for a minute. Wonderful. Constitutions. Plus two on his constitution. Oh, he got 10, so plus two, that makes it 12. So he isn't paralyzed, but he will take the damage from its claws, which is seven slashing damage. That's why. He didn't put all his health points back up. We'll put them back up anyway, for having a long rest. Oh, we're taking some down again now. Alright, what am I going to do here? who it go? My goal! I'm going to move him on the map just to here. Alright. See if I can whack it with a quarter staff. Great, can't see the dice under there. Four plus four equals eight. God, this goal is one slippery undead. Slippery undead. Right, Bobo will have his next goal then. Plus four to hit him. The zombies aren't joining in because they're in the bottom of the stairwell. Maybe they'll join in next session. So what is that? Seven plus four. I think it's just going to be under its armour because I think that ghoul has an armour of 12. Oh, that is gutty. Ghoul's next goal then. It's going to try and bite them. Try and bite Bobo. Let's hope it doesn't hit him. Oh, it doesn't. That's fortunate. Right. Let's hope this turns out a bit better than last time. Well, that's 9 plus 4, that's 13. That is enough to hit it. Let's roll some damage on it. Oh, four damage. It's better than nothing. Right. Bobo, do thy worst. I believe it's a plus four. I'll have to try and remember that next time. Yeah, plus four to it. Yeah, I can use. I'm being told I can use the Beyond to roll damage, but unfortunately, I don't have anything open to display the Beyond on. I think I'll have a check. Didn't do it last time. Oh, it's done it. Long ball four. Well, he wasn't doing his long ball, so that's just as well then, is it? I'll roll it. Eighteen. That'll hit it. That'll do seven damage to it. Right, now it's a ghoul's turn. It's gonna try and attack me now that you seen me move up to it and me try and attack it. So it's going to try and bite ground ball, but it will do so at disadvantage. Oh, 18, two 18s at disadvantage. Maybe I should have rolled it on the finger. I can't even, finger. I can't even use arcane deflection or anything like that because it will still be over what arcane deflection would help me out with, I think. It's a plus two bonus. Dang. That's painful. That is nine damage. 23. Do I have shield as a spell? I don't think I do, actually. No, no shield. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Right, Michael again. Hellish Rebuke. Is it time for a Hellish Rebuke? Um, I don't think I can do that because I'm in melee if I try to do a Hellish Rebuke. That's the problem. What could I do in melee? I could do a green flame blade, that's right. Or I could do shock and grasp. Yeah, shock and grasp would be quite good, wouldn't it? Let's shock and grasp this thing. Nine. God, this ghoul's hanging around like a bad smell. No, that ain't going to do any good. Right. Hopefully you can do a bit better than I did there, Bobo. Oh, he gets a 19, so he can do. So he's going to whack a 7 damage on this thing. Hmm. Have that. Right, ghoul's next goal. It's going to try and attack me again. They got a 9. And what else did it get? And a 14. So we've got a 9. So it doesn't manage to hit me this time. Right. Okay. Spells. the action gas yeah that's all good let's shock and grasp it let's see if this shock and grasp turns out any better than the last one no it doesn't. It turns out we're an eleven against an armor class of twelve, so that sucks. Right, Bobo, finish him off, former. Oh, not a chance there. Four plus four. Oh, my heart aches. Let's see what this ghoul can do. Can you try and bite me again. Five. Nope. Right. Let's just see how naff. I they- know. You know what? I'm not even going to try and shock him. it! This time, I'm just going to try and hit it with a quarter staff even though technically they're both plus four and it shouldn't make a blind bit of difference. And it hasn't made a blind bit of difference. It's an eight. I don't think... I think Granville is actually... scared, probably scared of this ghoul. He doesn't like the undead. He's leaving all the heavy lifting to Bobo. 16, yay!